Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about how important your liver health is. In fact, if you're suffering from low energy, brain fog, or unexplained belly fat, the problem could be your liver. You may not know it, but your liver is the foundation for good health. It performs more than 500 key functions like filtering toxins, breaking down nutrients, and keeping your cholesterol in check. But over time, your liver can start to wear down, and that's when you get energy crashes, belly fat, and trouble with your memory and concentration. Fortunately, there's a simple solution. It's called Liver Health Formula. Liver Health Formula contains 11 powerful herbs and nutrients, things like milk thistle that are clinically proven to recharge and revitalize your liver. It also helps protect against fatty liver, which is a silent epidemic affecting 100 million Americans. Liver Health Formula is manufactured in the US and it's approved by many American health professionals. And as a listener of this show, you can try Liver Health Formula and receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart and brain healthy when you order today. So what a great deal. You get liver health formula and a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3. Just go to getliverhelp.com forward slash jockers and claim your free bonus gift. Again, that's getliverhelp.com, G-E-T-L-I-V-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash jockers. That will get you your liver health formula, and your free bottle of nano-powered omega-3. So take advantage of that deal today. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos. And on this podcast, I'm going to talk about five, what most people think are healthy foods that aren't actually healthy. In fact, these are all foods that back in my late teens, early 20s, I thought these were healthy and I was consuming many of these and they were actually damaging my body, driving up inflammation, driving up my blood sugar and causing unwanted health problems. And for me, I ended up dealing with irritable bowel syndrome in my early 20s, skin cancer in my late 20s. And if I had known that these quote unquote healthy foods are not actually healthy, that they're actually very inflammatory, that would have helped me a lot when it came to my personal health journey. And I really want to make sure that you understand this and that your friends and family members understand the problem with these so-called healthy foods. So you guys are in for a tree here. I, I guarantee you that there's at least one of these that you probably thought at some point in your life where it was really healthy and you were probably consuming a lot of it, but it's not. And so please share this podcast with anybody that you know and that you care about. Thank you so much for being a part of our community. If you've not left us a five-star review, that really helps us reach more people and impact more lives with this message. So just find where it says leave a review, wherever you're listening to this. Apple iTunes is really the best place. And leave us a five-star review. Again, that really helps us reach more people with this message. So thank you so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. 
Today we're talking about five healthy foods to avoid. Now, when I say healthy, what I mean is that most people think these things are healthy, and I used to think they were healthy before I really got into natural health. So when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, I was really into fitness and I wanted to uh, have a healthy body. I was always into health and performance, but I thought these foods were healthy and I consumed a lot of them. Later, I found out they had a whole lot of hidden processed sugars, chemicals, and seed oils that cause drive up inflammation, cause blood sugar imbalances, and are not healthy, things you absolutely want to avoid. So first thing is smoothies. In fact, <laughs> you know your typical smoothies out there are loaded with sugar. I laugh because I used to work at a popular smoothie place called Smoothie King, and I, I used to work there when I was, I think, 19 or so. And the most popular drink is called Angel Food. And in an angel food, the, the 20 ounce angel food would have 75 grams of sugar in it. That is a huge load on your system. It's very stressful for your body to consume that much processed sugar. It drives up your blood sugar, drives up your insulin levels, and creates massive stress and inflammation on your system. And the average smoothie, if you go into a, a, any sort of store or any sort of smoothie place, you're getting a smoothie that is full of sugar, oftentimes very little protein, very little fat, certainly not enough healthy protein and healthy fat to help balance your blood sugar. So the average smoothie out there, if you go to a typical smoothie joint or you know, even most people that are health conscious that are making smoothies at home, it's gonna have 40 to 80 grams of sugar in it. You definitely want to avoid that. Now you can make healthy smoothies. I always start with either a half an avocado or an avocado because that kind of makes it creamy and it provides a lot of healthy fats. And it really just depends on how much healthy fat you can consume. One avocado typically has about 30 grams of fat. So for some people, they can't handle that. So they can do a half an avocado or a quarter of an avocado, put that in there. You can use a good milk base like an unsweetened coconut milk or a grass-fed whole milk if you're able to do dairy okay. Um, you can also use almond milk, unsweetened almond milk. You don't wanna get any sort of sweetened milk base. If you're getting something sweetened, that means they added sugar to it. So get it unsweetened. If it is low in fat, you can obviously look at the ingredients. If it's you know, less than five grams of fat in a serving, add in the avocado, right? The avocado again will make it creamier, will add in more healthy fats that will stabilize your blood sugar. You can add in good healthy proteins. So you're always looking to get at least 30 grams of protein. It could be coming from bone broth protein, collagen protein, egg protein, whey protein. Um, you know, there's a lot of different protein sources, pea protein. So find a good protein powder that ideally is as minimally, pro you know, obviously it's processed, but you want to get one that has a low amount of, of sugar, um, obviously no, no added processed sugars in it. And ideally getting something that's organic or grass-fed, that's not gonna have a whole lot of chemicals in it, that's always a good idea as well. Add that in to make sure you get your protein levels. You can also add something like, a lot of people will do raw eggs and they'll add that in there. Um, you know, Maybe they'll put in some hemp seeds or something along those lines. You can certainly do that. You can add in berries and you can make a great smoothie that's lower in sugar, has got the healthy fats and the protein to create blood sugar stability, but you definitely wanna avoid any sort of like smoothie type of, um, you know, like a, a franchise, smoothie franchise, because again, most of those, they're concocted recipes 
that are designed to taste really good, but they're really high in processed sugars. In fact, there's an ingredient at Smoothie King we used to put in, it was called Turbinando, and it was basically just processed sugar that we would you know, put in pretty much every drink that they had. And so definitely want to avoid that. Number two is yogurt. Now, if you've been following me, you know actually I'm a big fan of organic Greek yogurt and ideally pasture-raised Greek yogurt if you're able to get that. I know at um, some are healthier uh, places like Whole Foods, they'll sell a grass-fed organic Greek yogurt and that can be really good. And I like the Greek yogurt because it's higher in protein, has a higher protein content, a little bit lower in fat, higher in protein than kind of your, your regular yogurt. Um, of course, you want to get the whole, whole milk-based Greek yogurt. And I'm a huge advocate of kind of prioritizing protein because I can get healthy fats from things like avocados, extra virgin olive oil, um, grass-fed meats, things like that. But I want the protein that's in the yogurt, but I also want some fats in there too. So that's why I like the whole milk-based Greek yogurt. However, your typical yogurt, what most people are buying in the grocery store is some sort of commercially you know, commercially raised animal, uh, commercially raised dairy, and it's got a whole bunch, you know, the fruit on the bottom, all the different things like that. They've got, they've got a lot of different processed sugars in there, a lot of different sweeteners in there to, you know, make it taste really, really good. And most of these things have 25 to 35 grams of sugar. I used to get the briars when I was younger. My dad really liked these, the fruit on the bottom, briars. And it was like, always oh, so amazing. You get to, you'd either mix it up or I like to do, I like to wait till I got to the bottom and I'd have the concentrated fruit, which was basically like fruit in kind of a marbling, which was just concentrated sugar right there at the bottom. I mean, 35 grams easily of just concentrated sugar that I was putting in my system. Now, fortunately, I was getting a little bit of protein and fat in there as well with the yogurt, but the sugar really threw that off. So I recommend getting organic grass-fed or at least organic Greek yogurt. If you're able to tolerate dairy, if you have an immune sensitivity to dairy, then avoid it altogether. But if you tolerate dairy, I fortunately do very well with dairy. I'll do organic Greek yogurt or organic grass-fed Greek yogurt. And then I'll add in some of my own fruit if I want to. I'll put in a little bit of organic berries in there. I'll put in protein powder. I like to put in a collagen protein that also has MCT uh, powder in it. So I get some extra MCT fats, which are the type of fats that turn quickly into ketones in my system. And I've got some good collagen protein to help support my, my joints, my skin, my hair, uh, my gut lining. So I'll put that in there and it's flavored with stevia. So it adds a little bit more flavor. Sometimes I'll put in a little bit of fruit and that's a great dish. So you can do a lot of these quote unquote healthy foods if you just do them better than what most people are doing and what you may have been taught to do or, or raised to do um, you know, throughout your childhood. So that's number two. Number three is protein bars. And you know, in my early 20s, I became a personal trainer. And if you know personal trainers out there, many of them are eating a lot of protein bars. A lot of people in the fitness world, they're eating protein bars because they're convenient. Oftentimes they taste really good because again, they're using a lot of ultra processed carbohydrates in them as well as chemicals to make them taste good. And they have the convenience factor. And then of course, you know, they might label them as a superfood bar or a you know high protein bar or something along those lines. Even some of them are you know labeled as keto, uh, but they're full of processed ingredients. Now your average protein bar, not the keto ones, are gonna be somewhere between 10 to 30 grams of added sugar in them. So that's definitely gonna cause blood sugar imbalances and drive up inflammation in your, bo in your body. Some of the keto ones are better. There's a brand called Perfect Keto. I think they do a pretty good job 
making probably the, the, the best type of bar. And there's also a good superfood bar, which I like from Paleo Valley. They have a superfood bar. They've got spirulina in it. They've got you know different greens in there. They use a bone broth collagen protein. That's definitely a better one to have. And that's one that you know I'll consume from time to time or have my children consume. My children really love these as well. But this isn't something that's a staple part of our diet. And you know we'll use it occasionally for, for a convenience factor. But again, we try to find ones that are minimally processed and have real food-based ingredients. You want to avoid the ones that are highly processed and have a whole lot of ingredients that are not real food-based. Because again, they're going to throw off your blood sugar stability and they're going, to, they're going to increase your toxic load with all the different chemicals and additives that are in there, throw off your, your insulin sensitivity, your ability to burn fat effectively, your ability to think sharply and quickly. So that's what you want to do. Get a healthier protein bar. A couple brands I like, again, I like Paleo Valley's Superfood Bar. I like Perfect Keto's Bar. That's a good one. And then Bulletproof has a bar as well that's good. So there's a couple good brands out there that if you want something for the convenience that are, are more acceptable. But in general, protein bars should never really be a staple part of your diet. They're you know just a convenience factor food that may help in a pinch. But again, you know the more we can avoid these kind of pro highly processed foods and eat real foods, the better off we're going to be. I just wanted to take a moment and tell you about my friends over at Purality Health and their new rapid absorbing glutathione spray. Glutathione is your master antioxidant. It helps you kick out toxins and boost your metabolism fast. In fact, when supplementing with high quality glutathione, you will purge unhealthy toxins. You'll lose weight with less effort. You'll feel more energetic. You'll notice a brighter complexion and you'll feel much healthier overall. But here's the thing, not all glutathione supplements are created equal. If you're taking glutathione in capsule or tablet form, you're missing out on key nutrients as they will simply pass through your body without being absorbed. You can thank your stomach acid for that. However, my friends over at Purality Health have a new rapid absorbing delicious glutathione spray that delivers this powerful antioxidant straight to the areas of your body that need it most. Just pump a few sprays onto your tongue and watch as toxins naturally purge from your body. The best part, you can experience these results in as little as seven days. For a limited time, they are offering a special buy one, get one free deal, which is backed by a 180 day money back guarantee. So you have no risk. You can try it out. All you need to do is visit masterantioxidant.com forward slash DRJ. Again, that's masterantioxidant.com forward slash DRJ, and that will give you access to this exclusive deal. Are restless nights stealing your sleep? Well, if so, I have a podcast recommendation for you. It's called Sleep Magic. On the Sleep Magic podcast, episodes are delivered in relaxing, soft tones, getting slower as the episode goes on with relaxing suggestions that encourage sleep. Sleep Magic has over 100 free episodes, so there are plenty of options to choose from, and the show is already trusted by hundreds of thousands of people who use it every night to get better sleep. So go subscribe to Sleep Magic now wherever you listen to podcasts and start listening for free today. Just search Sleep Magic on your favorite podcast app. Number four is salad dressings. A lot of people, they'll go to restaurants and they get you know what they think is a healthy meal and they get the salad. Now in general, eating salads, eating vegetables for most people that are able to tolerate and digest raw vegetables, 
you know, th that's a that's a healthy choice. But the problem is when it comes with like the house salad dressing or what what most restaurants are using as a salad dressing and mo what most people are buying and carrying at their home. They might make a salad at home. They might even go to a farmer's market and get locally grown organic vegetables, but then they go and they get a commercially processed salad dressing and they put it on top. And what do you find in those salad dressings? You find concentrated seed oils that are highly inflammatory, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, cottonseed oil. These oils are highly refined, processed. They become rancid in the body. They drive up oxidative stress and inflammation, highly damaging to our body, to our system, increase uh, inflammation in our arterial beds and in our endothelial lining of our blood vessels, drive up inflammation in our joints, damage our gut lining. Definitely want to avoid them. And they're concentrated. They're taken in a concentrated form in a lot of these salad dressings. And a lot of the salad dressings also have high fructose corn syrup and other sugar additives and sweetener additives to make it kind of really pop in your mouth. And so they're using these cheap damaged fats as well as the cheap and highly uh, satisfying or, or kind of hyper processed or um, hyper sensitizing types of ingredients in your mouth that really make you, make you like it and enjoy it. Hyper palatable, they're hyper palatable. And so you really enjoy it and you want more, okay? And that makes you feel like, wow, this must've been really good. It tasted great. And you got, you ate vegetables and it was a, a um, healthy way, or in a sense, a, a tasteful way of consuming the vegetables, but obviously it wasn't healthy. Again, you had all the refined seed oils that drive up inflammation. You had the sugar additives, uh, very damaging for your body. So instead, you wanna use a good high polyphenol, extra virgin olive oil. Even if you're going to a restaurant, you might even wanna make your own dressing and bring it with you. Use a high polyphenol, extra virgin, fresh pressed olive oil. You can put apple cider vinegar in it if you want a little bit of vinegar or lemons. In fact, a lot of restaurants, you know, if you just ask them, if you bring in your own oil, you ask them for lemons, they'll bring lemons out and you can squeeze that on there. Okay, you can put, you know, you might even bring your own spices or herbs, things like that that you might wanna put on it. Most restaurants are not gonna have good olive oil. So if you ask the restaurant, you say, hey, can I just have olive oil with this? Oftentimes they'll say yes, but if you really try to pry in there and kind of find out what their olive oil is, most restaurants, even if it's labeled olive oil in the kitchen, it's tainted with some sort of seed oil, canola oil, soybean, safflower, something along those lines. So again, you've got the refined seed oils in there. So at best, a lot of these restaurants are using like a 50% cut olive oil. So it's like 50% olive oil, 50% corn oil. This is why I'm an advocate actually of bringing your own olive oil. If you're gonna have a salad or something that you might want that oil with, bring your own or bring your own homemade dressing where you've got olive oil maybe, some apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, that's organic, doesn't have all the added sugars and preservatives and, and uh, seed oils and things like that in it and kind of make your own. And that is a great approach. And then you can order the vegetables and kind of add that in there. So the big caveat to remember there is ordering a salad at a restaurant may actually be the worst thing to order if you're gonna consume the dressing because it, the vegetables just become a carrier for all these damaged, rancid fats, as well as all these highly refined blood sugar spiking things like high fructose corn syrup. So gotta be careful with the dressings. Number five is granola. And I grew up 
you know, in the 90s, my mom was very health conscious. And so we thought granola was really healthy. And, it, you know, it was all the buzz. Everybody was doing granola. You know, in fact, they even, you know, if you're health conscious today, they'll call you, you know, like a, a crunchy or a granola you know, they'll, they'll call you a granola mom, right? If you're into taking good care of your kids because it's got this connotation with being healthy. But I looked up the amount of net carbohydrates. If you go to Google or, you know, your search engine, you type in how many net carbohydrates in a cup of granola, one of the common homemade recipes that's out there, right? So that you'll find a, a whole bunch of different ranging ideas and it depends on what they make it with. But one of the most common recipes for making homemade granola utilizes oats. It utilizes uh, like two cups of brown sugar in there or something like that. It's got honey in there. It's got a little bit of walnuts, cinnamon. Cinnamon actually is good. It helps with improving insulin sensitivity. But basically, it's mostly high, high carbohydrate, high glycemic foods. And I found that one cup of this homemade granola had 76 grams of net carbs and over 30 grams of sugar in it, one cup. That's high glycemic, I mean, that's gonna impact your blood sugar, cause a major blood sugar spike, followed by a big drop of insulin into your bloodstream. That insulin increases oxidative stress, it increases inflammation, increases fat storage, and then drives down the blood sugar, and a few hours later, you're gonna have low blood sugar, you're not gonna feel good, you're gonna have brain fog, you might be hungry, you might have cravings, you might feel nauseous. Some people, they feel nauseous, they feel irritable, they get the hangry type of feeling. That's what you're gonna get when you consume granola like that. Now, is it possible to make granola by changing the recipe and making it less glycemic, less inflammatory? Absolutely it is. You know, what, I, what would I do? I don't personally do this, but if I did, what would I put in there? I would put you know, nuts, I would put some walnuts or, or almonds, cashews, something along those lines. I put coconut flakes in there so you get the healthy fats there. I put cinnamon. I may, if I want like more flavor with it, I might put like some stevia drops, which is an all natural sweetener that can add in a little bit of sweetness. So you can do that. I would put cranberries in there, like dried cranberries. Cranberries are much lower in sugar and they're more, actually more nutrient dense, very rich in vitamin C, quercetin, which is a powerful antioxidant. The kind of tartness of the, of the cranberry is actually something called elagic acid, which is really good for your gut microbiome. So that can be really helpful. So if you're gonna get dried cranberries, though, don't get them with added sugar, right? So some dried cranberries are out there that are, are marketed, um, actually add sugar to the cranberries to make it more palatable. Again, avoid those get ones without the added sugar, and you can kind of add those in there. Any sort of dried fruit, dried fruit typically is like a concentrated form of sugar. Make sure there's no added sugar if you're gonna add any sort of dried fruit to something. You can get dried blueberries, raisins, things like that, but remember, it's gonna have more sugar with it. So don't load it up with that, only put a small amount, and always make sure you're getting it without the added sugar. And that's a really good idea. So you can do that. You can even put some like dark chocolate in there, some dark unsweetened chocolate that you can put in there, or let's say like 80% dark chocolate. Obviously, the lower the percentage of chocolate, the more sugar they add. So if you're getting it, you know, 70% chocolate, 60%, you're gonna notice that there's more and more sugar being added to the to that chocolate bar or chocolate chips or whatever you're getting. You can also find some chocolate chips that are sweetened with things like erythritol 
and stevia. Now, some people don't do well with erythritol, but it doesn't spike your blood sugar. Research has shown that it actually helps to balance your blood sugar and doesn't spike your insulin. The issue with erythritol is that for some people, it gives them a lot of gas and bloating. So as long as you're able to tolerate erythritol, you can find chocolate that's erythritol sweetened. And a lot of times you're using a combination of stevia or monk fruit with erythritol. And that's gonna be more blood sugar balancing. You're not gonna get the blood sugar spike, the insulin spike when you consume that. The caveat there again is any sort of sugar alcohol, if you have a sensitive gut, you may notice more gas, more bloating, more kind of gastrointestinal discomfort. So you have to understand if you're able to tolerate it and then what threshold you're able to tolerate, like how much you can tolerate so you don't get the unwanted symptoms in your gut. So I think that's really the biggest key there. So if you wanna do a granola, it can be done and you know you can make it with healthier ingredients that are lower in sugar, more blood sugar stabilizing, more insulin friendly, and you know, I would, I would recommend doing that if that's something you really love and enjoy. And so that's really the good news. These are the five things, again, smoothies, yogurt, protein bars, salad dressings, and granola. The bad news is most of the ones that you may have consumed in the past that are common in our society are really high in processed ingredients that are highly inflammatory, high glycemic, not insulin friendly. The good news is, you can turn all of these things into insulin-friendly foods that are more blood sugar stabilizing, less inflammatory, and help promote health and wellness. So good news and bad news. The takeaway is be really, really cognizant of the foods that you're consuming and make sure you're checking ingredients, checking labels, and seeing what's being added to these foods. I would not trust your typical franchise restaurants, your typical restaurants out there. They're more concerned with you enjoying the meal and enjoying and, and, and having a, like a, an amazing experience in your mouth than they are with your health. And so they're using ingredients that are gonna make your mouth explode with flavor, but are actually gonna set you up for inflammatory-based conditions down the road. So be very careful, be your own health advocate, look out for yourself, understand what's in your foods, and continue to educate yourself on these important topics. Hey, if you enjoyed this, be sure to share it with somebody that you know and that you care about. And also check out some of our other videos and trainings so you get more great health information. And be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss one of these important trainings. We'll see you on a future video. Be blessed. Well, that's all for this show. And I wanna thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you wanna dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.